0: I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night, and it just really gripped my heart.
1: Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio.
0: I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end, so I just, you know, was... Probably by that time, almost twelve thirty, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home, and just driving in my car, crying, and <laughs> filled with peace and joy, and and just feeling
1: the presence of the Lord, it was wonderful. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend of Focus on the Family and invest in this ministry. Call eight hundred A Family or donate at focusonthefamily.com family.
2: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast.
3: Maybe you've seen the headlines about TikTok, uh, an app that your kids are using, but you don't have the first clue about it. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. And Danny, we don't have to panic when we don't know about some new social platform or some you know, hot artists our kids are into or some video stream they're watching. They need us to show some patience and some grace in our parenting
2: role as they explore the world. I mean, it's, it's kind of common, right? It is, and I would, I would add intentionality to this. Again, uh, TikTok and, and the other uh, apps that are out there uh, are really can be confusing if you don't know anything about them. But once you start learning what they're for, it makes sense because it's, it's another form of how we try to communicate in our adolescence. So we can understand the, the purpose to them and the need to be known, the need to connect with others. But there's so many great tools out there for parents, and so you have to look for those. There's Common Sense Media, there's Plugged In, there's Access, there's Family Education. You can can linger on
3: Plugged In because that is the focus on the family site for video, apps, uh, music, Mm -hmm. all sorts of reviews.
2: And there are endless ones. We We don't want to say we're the only one. Right. Uh, because there are other ones that have niches and in other areas that are helpful for parents. The fact is that you want to get involved and understand. Have your teenager teach you about each of the apps. Sometimes teens love to teach and know something that their parents don't know about. But if you pretend to know something, yeah. they'll catch on oh, they'll to They'll call you out on it. <laughs> right. what, what if I will?
3: say, show me that app, and I get an eye roll, like,
2: uh, no. Well, I, again, certain personalities may get annoyed with that. That's where you go to YouTube or somewhere to to teach you about it because they may not be interested in teaching you and you want to be involved. And over and over again, like I've said, that parental monitoring, which means you're involved in their use and providing limits and also sensitivity and warmth, is super effective in doing all
3: this. It may see that your teen doesn't want your input, but they... I think they actually kind of do so learn and as I said earlier be gracious and be patient and uh, you'll be encouraged I think by what Jim Burns had to say to Jim Daly and me about the tough teenage years Um, he says persevere and hang in there mom and dad
1: Jim I think for parents it's good to put the adjectives to this if I can ask you to do that and again you are an expert in youth culture So the parents who are panicked that are seeing, and you can name the things, how do you give them any kind of comfort that that it will change? I mean, that things will be different. Just give us some of the adjectives. You're talking to parents around the country thousands of them what do they say to you what is normal today well
0: i think what's normal is they're panicked and they're worried and they are worried about the culture and you and i know that this
1: culture is not friendly to our teenagers smartphones i mean we get more questions about smartphones and when should i give my child a smartphone uh, so most of the expert opinion has been wait as long as you can Right. to do right. that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I think 31 is a good... <laughs> yeah. good may be a couple of years too soon. <laughs> but you're, you're right. I mean, the
0: questions are the practical side. How do I help my kids make right and wise decisions about pornography? And it's the issues. I mean, the issues of the day, pornography, cohabitation changed. You know, when Jimmy Burns was growing up in Anaheim, California, the vast majority of people were not cohabitating. Today, even with Christian kids, they were often moved toward a cohabitation. And yet, The science of cohabitation says that if kids cohabitate, then they're going to have uh, less productive marriages, less successful marriages, more adultery, things like that. So, yeah, parents are asking those questions. They are asking a lot of questions. Should I let my kid be on Snapchat? Uh, You know, kids are, are jumping off of Facebook because why their
1: parents are on facebook yes, right. an old so they so, so the, thing. the maneuver now is everybody get on snapchat and then snapchat, they'll get off that instagram
0: yeah. you know etc yeah we'll, and we don't know what the next one will be but, but it is
1: serious i mean the right. stuff that goes on sure. there the language that's used sure. the but friend parents, groups yeah and parents
0: be students of the culture yeah. get to learn the culture but don't be panicked by the culture because god is bigger than the culture
1: but it, let me push you there jim because it's yeah. hard to do right. well, especially if you've become a, a follower of christ and right. you're trying to set a, a tone in your home that is holy that is good. And then you find out your 14 year old is on Snapchat using words that, I mean, my goodness, seriously? No, no, I understand. So coach the parent. I mean, what what do you say to yourself before you go ring the neck of that child? (laughs) I mean, well, you'd like
0: to ring the neck. I don't know that you do, but I think you have to show them lots of good discipline at the same time, show them lots of good grace. And the... All studies show this, that the most powerful, even spiritual influence in the life of a kid is their parents. So what's the age where they're gonna maneuver that around? Well, it's about 12, 13, 14, 15-ish. And that's when they're going to you know, move a little bit, but still their parents are the most powerful influence. So hang, what I like to say is just hang in there, persevere. I right. just happened on the plane coming here to do the broadcast. I was looking at all scriptures on perseverance for something else that I'm talking on here in a couple of weeks. And wow, there were a lot of scriptures sure. related to the fact that what we're called to do is persevere. Not, that's not just for parents, but it is for parents of teenagers yeah. that we have to persevere. But a lot of times what I'm saying is, is parent them not for obedience because they're not going to be obedient at 14 15. parents need to understand that clearly yeah, yeah parent them to become responsible adults and so that means that even if they do those experimental things they may have to fall they may have to fall down skin their knee help them up pick them up love on them through that process but let them skin their knee instead of being the helicopter parent
1: right now jim i need and i'd like some examples if you can give them to me i mean that that parent that hasn't done the self-inventory So when you say don't parent them toward obedience, what does a parent parenting toward obedience look like? Give us the words. uh, It means that you are, number one, expecting them and having
0: expectations that they're going to be those perfect kids. And then when it comes to obedience, that we punish them for things that are somewhat normal for teens. So what I'm saying is allow them to fail, allow them to hurt. Too many parents today aren't leading And so what I like to oftentimes say to parents is, no, you lead with authority. They want to be their best friend. And I oftentimes say, you can't be their best friend. You know why? Because they already think you're old. So just be the parent. Being a parent and having authority doesn't mean that you yell, scream, shout, bite, and all that. What it means is, is you lead them. Right. And so as parents, you lead, you know, and even in a business, The leader isn't one who's going to always have it right, but the leader is going to point them in that direction. And that's what parents have to do. And then you persevere. You do it today, and then you do it tomorrow, you do it the next day. Parenting is not for the faint of heart.
1: Yeah. And and Jim, one of the difficulties is I think parenting in the rules can be fairly easy, especially for those of us who are Christians, because we want to live up to the rules. That's kind of the expectation. And we want to do it well. And so when we turn to our kids, we lay out the rules. This is curfew. This is what you're going to do. And that part of parenting um, can be fairly easy for the Christian parents. The other side of this, though, which is an irony to me, is how do parents draw Closer to their kids or draw their kids closer to them. That can be the more challenging one for a rules-oriented parent. Right, it
0: is. Well, you know, I oftentimes say, and you've probably heard this before, but rules without relationship equal rebellion.
1: It's the greatest statement of parenting. So
0: if you give relationship to your kids, you can give them rules. I have a friend who's a pastor in Oregon. He was having trouble with his kid, actually faith-wise, and some other, you know, things that the kid was doing. And uh I said, do you spend much time with him? He said, Yeah, we do, but we, you know, we're always talking about the topics. And I said, You know, I know he plays basketball. Why don't you go over to Walmart and buy a basketball hoop and put it in your backyard there and start playing basketball with him? What was fascinating is over a period of time, and I watched this, basketball brought them together. Right. And the rules then still were there. But because they had a relationship, the rules were more acceptable to the son. Interesting. And it actually brought the son back to the Lord in a neat so way. So relationship works. Yeah, exactly. So a relationship doesn't have to be goody-goody
3: friend-friend. You can still have a great relationship with your kids, though, so, and not be a one-topic parent. Mm-hmm. All right, Danny, we heard Jim Burns mention that it's wise to wait as long as possible to let our kids have phones. What What have you done with your kids?
2: We have had a lot of conversations along the way and a lot of interest for my kids to have one. And we put some clear parameters around that. We uh, talked about not having until you're 16 because of the demands that begins to open up on you to be connected with your friends. They, they think that they can access you anytime, but then it opens up a whole new world of yeah. temptations and, and distractions. And so we've talked about when you say yes to the phone, the smartphone, you're saying no to something. And are you prepared to say no to some of those things that you want to be really good at? in this the teenage years are a time when the brain is specializing in certain skills. And some kids are missing out on that because they're not taking the time to put in those hours of practice into the mm-hmm. things they want to be good at. And yeah. in the video world, entertainment world, it looks like whatever you want to be good at is instantaneous. And so they miss out on that hard work of really specializing on something God has created them to do and mm-hmm. be. And so the, the the conversations with our kids have been critically thinking about the, the, the idea of having a phone, that it's not a bad tool, but it can be, and what does that mean in our home, and we've developed a phone contract along the way as well. We, we have one on our website, at focusonfamily.com. A phone contract. Parenting. Excellent. Yeah. That's a good idea.
3: Now, help me out, because you know, I, I know that as early as 8, 9, 10, some kids are getting phones, and if, if I've got kids growing up and their peers all have phones, how do I say, yeah, I know, but not yet? How do I? I mean, is it good to say I know it's hard, but here's why, and just keep reminding them? Because I can see a lot of parents caving in, just saying, "All right, you're twelve, whatever," <laughs>
2: right? Yeah, because they're tired, right? Yeah. and and they they feel like the uncool parent, and we we feel this sense of pressure. And that, feel, yeah, and the kid that, feels really. I mean, I wish I had them as parents. They're yeah. giving them their kid, mm-hmm. their kids a phone at, at ten. Uh, true love puts boundaries, and you can remind your child of that. You, I am doing this out of love for you. I'm not here to be your best friend. I'm not here to make you happy. Yet a lot of parents do think that that's part of their role. They feel a sense of, of anxiety if their child is sad or upset. Yet, It's important. They're, they're coming up against a boundary that they don't want, and that is going to be life. And it's important to talk through those in a warm way, not in a sarcastic way, yes. but just listening through what they're going through internally and then guiding them towards the goal. Here's our goal, and here's why it's there.
3: Excellent. Well, we've just really touched the tip of the iceberg here, and Jim Burns uh, has a lot of additional practical help for you to guide your son or daughter, not just with technology, but with all of the changes they're experiencing. Uh, Get a copy of Jim Burns' book, Understanding Your Teen, and we'd be happy to send that to you as our thank you gift for your donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. Um, You can donate online or give us a call. By the way, when you're at the website or when you have us on the phone, ask about our parenting team's Alive to Thrive program. Uh, It's free of charge. It's online. It's designed to help prevent teen suicide. It's a really important resource. And we've got details about all of this uh, in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear about how a jar of pennies can make you a better mom. I'm John Fuller, and for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, This has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening.